Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And Ray has escaped despite yeah. my efforts. <laughs> to keep me pinned down. Maybe yep. Dave had something to do with it, I'm not sure. But because uh, my wife uh, bribed some guards, Connor. Yeah. The Phantom Guards, I guess. Phantom Guards. <laughs> yeah, the, those two super... Yeah, the, the husband and wife. Oh, those guys. Yeah. Feel bad news. So, yeah. Uh, Ray's back. Uh, not not as, like, forever. No, just... But, yeah, but, you know. But he is... Here to, well, he's yeah. never really been gone, I guess. <laughs> oh, God, it's, it's like the a fan- past or something. <laughs> the Phantom Zone is, like spatially it's in the same space as us so he's been here the whole time just sort of different you know but uh we're talking about birthrights which was i mean something we've always we always kind of wanted to cover like it would constantly come up and it was on our shortlist for 100 Mm -hmm. and i sort of felt like reading it again so i thought hey let's because i haven't read it in years Mm. so yeah it's been a while since i've read it as well so it was kind of nice and refreshing to revisit mm. it as well um because i mean I, I got the main gist of it but just you know the little things i'd forgotten yeah yeah which is like that with everything every good mm. book i guess you know you like i remember the big bold strokes but for instance i can't remember uh does lex really remember not remember he's clark kent or is he faking mm. you know stuff like that that keeps me yep. booked so uh yeah we will get into that but first uh just some Superman news, I guess. Uh, of myself, I've been playing the Batman Arkham games, and oh. there's a lot of Superman Easter eggs in them. Well, not even Easter eggs, references. Right. Uh, there's there's in the the current one I'm playing, which is Arkham Knight. There's LexCorp buildings in Gotham. Oh, okay. And there's one of the suburbs of Gotham is called Otisburg, much to my <laughs> chagrin. And. Uh, one of Bruce Wayne's voice messages is from Lex Luthor, so that was a pretty neat. Oh, nice. So, where, is that? I mean, I've played, um, I think two of the Batman games. Is that is that a relatively? When you say it's new, how kind of uh, recent like is it? Twenty fifteen. It was like the yeah. last the last installment in the Arkham series. Like that was the final one. They're not doing more. So okay, I, I might have I might have played that as well. Yeah, cool. I mean, they're pretty. They're really good. They're a lot of fun. They are a lot of fun. Like, in terms of superhero games, they are the best, I think. Mm. Uh, before that, I think it was, like, Spider-Man 2. But at this point, that's really dated, uh-huh. you know. Um, but these yeah. Batman games are... They're good. You know, I can say it's like, you know, it's your perfect Batman game. Unfortunately, Batman himself is, like, even duller than usual until... <laughs> Arkham Knight where he gets a bit of personality. So. But I remember like playing it. It is fun to mm. you know to be Batman just with the gadgets and the moves and all that. It's actually well, really well put together the game. Whether oh, or not yeah. you love you like Batman, it's, well, um... for me, I think like warmed up to Batman a bit. I've been doing a bit of Batman reading and stuff. Uh, okay, not not anything particularly good, but he's just you know in my head I've got to distance him from his fanboys. Yeah. And I take him for what he is, which is like a real escapist fantasy, like, mm-hmm. which is why I hate the realism aspect so much. Right. You yeah. know, like, yeah. I've mentioned before, just give me my gothic, crazy Batman with all the colourful villains. Mm-hmm. Uh, and have a good time. Like, yeah. I, I enjoy Batman. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I've been getting into um, a lot of Flash, actually. Uh, yeah. I've been reading the, the, Mark, the Mark Wade run. Uh, it's on DC Infinite. Because, uh, you know, you've yeah. you got a lot of access to, to you know, a lot of issues there. Um, no, really enjoying it. So I've yeah. heard good things about that Flash mm. run. Yeah. Oh, there's a couple. I want to read the Joshua Williamson one, of course. The, the yeah. Friend of the show. Right yes. There. Um, so, yeah, I mean, because he's, he's a great writer. Uh, so, yeah, and Jeff Johns, I've heard, is a pretty decent run as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and, I mean, Josh Williamson is doing uh, the main Superman titles. So yes. I'm going to – I'm excited for that because he's using Parasite. So, oh, beauty. Yeah, the Parasite sees always a cool villain that's never really used that much. You know, mm. so I'm looking forward to that. I don't, I don't think it's out yet. It's out soon, so you know, I might like, I've, I might be cancelling a bunch of comics, but I'll probably keep that on because I think it'll be good. So yeah, so yeah. getting rid of Squirrel Girl, are you kind of? Yeah, I'm that. <laughs> um, speaking Finally of, have to leave. yes. Speaking of the Flash, yep. Uh, everyone, um, mm. I know. <laughs> The Flash trailer came out. You can stop posting it now. Please. Please, uh, for the love of God. Was, <laughs> um, the, the, the Gridiron, right? The Super Bowl? It got released then? I don't even know. I don't yeah, care. I, I haven't watched it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, during the Super Bowl, they usually drop big trailers. So right. that one in the Guardians of the Galaxy 3, I think, was dropped as well. So they're doing the rounds. Yeah. Like, I'm going to... Um, I don't know. I'm going to see it because I like Michael Keaton as Batman. You know. So you, you've seen the trailer? No. But I know he's. Oh, in. you haven't. I tell you what, um, and you know my my views on Batman, Connor. But seeing Michael Keaton as Batman, oh man, oh, that it's kind of that's made it for me. I, I'd be keen to see it, yeah, purely on that. Um, Michael Keaton's Batman doesn't count because he's awesome. Like he's yeah. and he's like an awesome character. He's well written. I'm interested yeah. in his character. Like I yeah. like him better than regular Batman. So, um, and and also, sorry, Connor, can I just say, yeah. With Michael Keaton in the bat suit, I mean, he looks exactly like 1989 Batman because you know his whole face is pretty much covered. <laughs> so yeah, he's got the voice. He looks exactly like he did in the in the late 80s, 90s. So, oh, it looks awesome. It's well, really good. That's the advantage. It's not spandex, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'll I'll see it for him. That mm. said, like, I don't I don't care about Supergirl. I'm mm. annoyed that we get Michael Shannon back as General Zod. But they axed the Henry Cavill cameo, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. That's, that's yeah. I annoying. saw the yeah Zords there, yeah, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, it is cool, um, but it's like soured by the fact that they're mm. not having the Superman that was with that Zod there, yeah, even in a cameo. Like, uh, yeah, and like movies about continuity suck. Like, well, not movies. Mm. Sorry, stories about continuity generally suck, and. Yeah. Like, that that applies to films as well as comic books, I think. So I'm not really excited for it. Like, the only thing I care about is Michael Keaton's Batman. Yeah. And... I'm, but I'm... I, I could be totally way off base. I'm thinking Zod is not the Zod from Man of Steel. Right. It's probably, like, an alternate reality. Yeah, something. yeah, that's yeah, that's what I'm kind of thinking. It's just... It's the Zod for that Supergirl, I think. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm... If, if that's what you mean, as in continuity, I don't think there's continuity in that that regard. Yeah. No, I'm all... Yeah, I don't know. I'm just... Because I'm, if it's based off Flashpoint, that's how they rebooted the DC Universe, and I wonder if right. they're just going to do that for the live-action thing. 
like, yeah, erase yeah. the previous constant. I don't know. It's oh, just, okay. the whole thing is, like, everyone's like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know, I don't care about Supergirl. I'm not forgetting that, like, prospects look really crappy, so I'm not, I'm not interested in the Flash trailer. Like, it, yeah. I'll watch it for Signal, which will both be on on Friday. Yep. So... But you, you know, the worst bit of, of The Flash is the trailer. The Flash? Yeah, I think so. I just find him annoying. And, and like, reading all the stuff that, you know, what's happened with him away from the camera and all that, it just just kind of compounds that. But I just, I'm not really a big fan of his. Um, and you get two of him, at, le- at least two of him in the trailer. So Yeah, I, you know. I always, like, liked him, but as in, like, I liked him as the flash like not that i thought it was like a super accurate but i just enjoyed him on screen but i'm in the minority i think oh okay so yeah i I can't see him as a flash i I don't know i just he doesn't seem like the i mean and i don't know too much about the flash other than you know um bits of information here and there and and the love for the 90s tv show but he just he doesn't seem like barry allen thought he was fun yeah and he had the best scene in the snyder cut of justice league the race? So, no. No. Oh, and the Snyder Cut? Yeah. I've never, I've never I haven't seen that. He, so. def- he, had the, he had the best scene in that, I think. Yeah. So. They, they have, I've seen fans kind of up in arms as well that because you have multiverse, you know, Barry Allen, um, why do they look exactly the same? You know, the, the, there was the opportunity to use, um, what's his name? Grant, oh, is it Grant? Grant Gust, Gunston or whatever? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Uh, it would have been fun to see. I mean, we we at least got those two crossing over though in the CW thing. Oh, that's right. Ezra Miller did up. turn yeah. up, didn't he? Yeah. So, I mean, but what a great event that was on TV. Yeah, I'm just I'm annoyed we can have Affleck Batman, but we got to axe the Cavill cameo because. Oh, that's right. Affleck's in this as well. It's just yeah. it just craps me so much. I'm oh, so. I totally understand. It's inconsistency and it's disservice to those that do love Henry Cavill as Superman. Yeah, give us I a mean, little final farewell. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there's, I mean, and let's you know, let's not get into the whole, you know, Cavill announcing his return and yeah, the Rock including that, and then him not being present again in in the Flash. It's it's just a big schmozzle. Uh If anything, I'm not the biggest fan of James Gunn. I'm going to put it out there, but no. if anything, clean slate. I'm just hoping, you know. Oh, he I'm said hoping... he said some stupid thing. Like, uh, it, it's not the whole quote, but part of the quote was like some of our DC things will be more morally complex, like Game of Thrones. And I'm like, oh man. Oh what? Uh, <laughs> oh, that doesn't like okay. A DC characters are already like most of them are already morally complex. Yeah. Uh, even before you know, mor- moral complexity existed before Game of Thrones. Um, I think that's a really it's, it's a real cheap way when you start comparing yourself to you know relatively successful properties. Um, it's kind of like I remember, um, what, you know, Westworld that TV yeah. show. They were advertising it as oh, it's the next Game of Thrones. I'm thinking straight off the bat, you are doing yourself, you're shooting yourself in the foot if you say that because one, you're creating like unreasonable expectations for people. Uh, and two, you know, that's a it's, you're just flying on the coattails of the success of a yeah. show. So when James Gunn is saying, "Oh, it's going to be just like Game of Thrones," that gets people excited because you know, people who love Game of Thrones. But you know, you've 
that's a big risk to say that. You know, is, you why, is, why is like moral complexity your selling point? Plus, we already had yeah. that in the like previous DC universe. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, that's a really silly thing to say. And people actually complained about that in the previous DC Universe, how it was a bit more morally grey to them anyway. But Mm. anyway, like, it's just, it's all crap, and I'm sick of pop culture, and I'm sick of people who are clearly paid to advertise, and I see it all over the (laughs) place, and I'm just like, Jesus Christ, it's just flooded. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, which which happens every time there's a trailer. Like, my feed will get flooded. Yeah, of course. um, And it'll piss me off every time <laughs> yeah i mean it's it is i mean there's always going to be stuff like that out there i think you know yeah that kind of, you know, i mean you're always going to come across it and surprise surprise on the internet it's yeah. just where people want to get audiences oh absolutely it's all so. uh, on a lighter note <laughs> i watched <laughs> i watched super pets dc league of super pets oh nice did you like it uh, i did I liked, okay, it. Cool. I liked it quite a lot. It was very fun, like, because I've only seen, like, two kids' movies recently. That was one of them. Yeah. The other yeah. one was Clifford. And Clifford, oh, the red dog. Yeah, yeah. That, that sucked. Like, that, <laughs> like, the dog was cool, but that was it. Everything else sucked. Um, yeah. But this was, like, good, and, it, you know, what you want from kids' movies is stuff there for the, for the adults as well, yeah. little jokes. And then yeah. if you're a DC fan, there's a lot of jokes there. Yeah. Yeah, look... To be fair as well, I, I was enjoying it. I took Finn to see it mm. when it came out. Uh, unfortunately, you know, when you take a toddler to a, a cinema, there's a, a huge risk that they'll lose interest. Yeah. And uh, after he finishes popcorn about the third of the way in, uh, he wanted to go to the playground. So I didn't get to see the rest of the movie, but yeah. uh, I enjoyed what I saw. And, and I'll probably – I don't know if it's streaming now, Connor, is it? Um, um, it is? No? Yes, you, uh, you have to, like, pay for it, though. Yeah, okay. So. Well, I mean, I'd be keen to see it. I mean, I, I really enjoyed what I saw. Um, and yeah. like you said, all those DC references and it kind of um, winking or, or you know, um, nodding to the adult um, viewers. So yeah. I, thought was, I thought that was pretty good. I appreciated that. Just just a few for the listeners. Uh, when Superman gets taken out, spoilers, Superman gets taken out at the start. He's at the death of Superman pose. Uh mm. When they call the Justice League hotline, they're like, press one for Earth one, two for Earth two, three for Earth one. That was very funny. Yeah, that's cool. And Batman was hilarious, because every time he talked, he's like, my parents are dead or something. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, I work alone, except for Robin, Alfred, Commissioner Gordon, Batwoman. (laughs) He just keeps talking. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a lot of fun. It pokes fun at its characters. They're nice. Yeah, so if you're just looking to kill like an hour and a half, I recommend it. And there's two post-credit scenes, and they're both uh, good. Oh, okay. The, the, yeah, we'll the, have to say it. Yeah. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, now for some news, uh, which this is hilarious. This is like a triple whammy. Tom Taylor, John Kent, and Injustice, my three least favorite <laughs> things. And they're all colliding together, and it's hilarious. Oh, wow. It's like, just get these three things in a room and nuke it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what's happening with the, the what uh, John Kent is apparently visiting the Injustice universe and it's being ah. run by Tom Taylor and I'm like good package that off in a spaceship and send it out to space never to return until until World War Tom Taylor uh, <laughs> but yeah so I just thought that was a funny bit of news that's something I'm obviously not going to read uh, but you know and all for it if any of the listeners are into Tom Taylor Jonathan Kett in Injustice, you know, happy days for you. Uh, I'm less now. nice now. 
I don't have those sentiments anymore. I've, <laughs> I've gotten pretty jaded. Nah, <laughs> you've, you've gotten jaded. I'm just <laughs> like, look, you know, read better things. Yeah. Uh, like, if you... like, Oh, look, no, like, no. People have different tastes, Connor, so you can't dictate what they should be reading. If people love it, let them love it. No, okay, you know? if you let me continue. So, yeah. people who... Uh, like, there's people who, like, love it and for reasons I get. Mm-hmm. And then there's people who love it and are, like, kind of taking it super seriously and going, this is it, and then, you know, sort of <laughs> putting it everywhere else. It's like, no, it's, yeah. it's not really that good. And, um, yeah, people can like what they want, but at the same time, you know, there's other stuff out there. Like, just, yeah, everyone should be... It might be the stuff that they love, Connor. That's it. You've got to get your head around that. You've got to wrap your head around that concept, and that might be what they love. My head and... was around it, and now it's unwrapped because <laughs> I'm sick of it. I'm like, it's just, I don't know. It's like, no, I'm not going to go on that tangent. But the tangent would have gone to uh, places because <laughs> it's a big, it's a big web. It's all interconnected. Yeah. Yeah. Look, admittedly, I don't <clears throat> dive into the, the forums and the communities, you know, that are into injustice. Um, so, I, you know, I don't have the backing or the well, research. Well, to be fair, like, it, okay, to be fair, it's not the reader's fault. It's mm. Tom Taylor's fault for writing such stuff that's, like, emotionally manipulative, mm. like, made to, I don't know, it's just, it's made to, like, get you hooked, like a yeah. crappy TV show that constantly ends with cliffhangers, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like a giant huckster. He's convinced people it's good when it's not. And he just drives me crazy. Um, <laughs> it, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's just a lot of entertainment these days. So, um, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, no, it is. Um, oh, yeah, the other thing I want to talk about, Superman and Lois revealed their budget for each episode, and it's like $5 million dollars. Oh, okay. And is that is that did that surprise you as in a lot or not enough? Uh, well, I don't really know much about mm, I, budgets, I but know. it seems like a yeah. lot, and I guess it doesn't okay. surprise me because, as we've talked about, the effects on that show are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. I've never worked on any sort of production, but uh, it sounds about right with the the level of, you know. Uh, production value, you know, costumes, location, locations are one thing as well, um, but also special effects. I mean, it's not not all special effects. You have to look at the overall production, and yeah. I think it looks. I mean, it looks amazing. Like you, you know, so yeah. Um, I mean, they did. I, I can concern it. They did a full on bizarre world, and it didn't look yeah. like a crappy TV show. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean the. Yeah, though the effects look really good. Like maybe not quite film quality, but definitely better than most other TV shows oh, I've seen, especially then, superhero yeah. shows. Exactly, and if you're saying five mil, that is a drop in the ocean compared to a movie. Yes, uh, and we're talking duration-wise. Um, it's not like it's the same percentage, you know. Um, yeah, five mil compared to two hundred mil is not the same scale um, as what a one-hour TV show and a two-hour mm. movie. You know. You'd be expecting it to be a hundred mil, <laughs> it, you know, if it's a, if it's half the length of a movie yeah. to get up to that level. So they've done a lot. They've done really well with what they have, and I guess it's, that's true. Yeah, yeah, it would be testament to, I guess, where they put that money in into. 
to make the product to, to kind of evenly, you know, because you could you could throw it all at CGI and then everything else looks. You can have dodgy stage um, sets mm. and all that, um, but they've they've managed to, to use that wisely, I guess, to make it look really well, um, well yeah. rounded. I guess uh, maybe it's like uh, maybe like five mil is the average, so some mm, yeah. spend less, some says because like clearly some are more special effects heavy than others. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but I, that that cost leads me to believe that this will be the last season of Superman and Lois yeah, because yeah, we all know yeah. CW is cutting down on shows that are expensive and like mm-hmm. they are all of the superhero shows it's getting like axe 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 axe. So, so what are, what is CW doing then now? If they if they don't, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just I, out of just uh, from what I've seen, they're still doing like this sort of teen dramas and stuff but yeah okay. it's like the which is a shame like star girl uh got cancelled but that yeah that at least got like and they put a proper ending in at the end of season three um what they did did you say yes oh that's good they filmed good. two endings one if the oh, show good. wasn't yeah but the show would have done some cool stuff if it continued but uh anyway yeah. so that's yeah um Oh, and, you know, so a thought I've had lately, just a Superman thought. Uh, Super thought. Yes. And I was <laughs> like, because I've, I've just been thinking a lot, like, with, because I've been reading Birthright, I'm thinking a lot of, like, okay, you know, uh, why do I like this character? What do I like about the character and stuff? Like, uh, mm-hmm. it's that's those thoughts, like, I, I know those answers, obviously, but I've just been thinking about it because, mm-hmm. um... Birthright's an origin story, and for me, I'm like, well, what, what is, like, a quintessential, what should you put in, like, a Superman origin story, what does, like, a Superman origin story mean to me, and I feel like you could get rid of Superman's supporting cast and nothing would be lost. In fact, I yeah. think they're holding him back, and I'm talking about in, like, current comics. Uh, talking about, like, Perry White and Lois and Jimmy and all that? Yeah, I'm just... Oh, okay. I don't think you need them. Okay. For me, for me, Superman's the draw. And well, he's it, a big draw. I mean, like, let's face it, the others are just humans. <laughs> and if you like your big, you know, actiony stuff, Superman's your guy. Well, it's just the other thing is, like, we've seen everything with their relationships with each other mm-hmm. and stuff, and the Daily Planet. It's just, it's too small for Superman, mm. in my opinion. Him being cooped up in the Daily Planet again and this sort of status quo, like, he doesn't need this... Yeah, he should still be Clark Kent and stuff, but I just I don't need to see his sporting cast that often. Then it's well, not maybe, like Batman. What do you reckon? What do you reckon? A new supporting cast? What if they introduce like a, a new cast? Yeah, um, around him that would make things interesting. I mean, not necessarily love interest, but just different dynamics, like you know, relationships. We saw that with the Authority. There were a temporary mm-hmm. supporting cast, but like that was that was a nice change of pace. I thought. Yeah. Oh, and but they're, they're a super team, though, still, so that's... That's true. I mean, yeah, yeah. you can have new supporting cast characters, but uh, I guess, yeah, my point is, like, Superman and his, like, villains, to a lesser extent, but, like, the character is the drone. You can put the character in all these situations, mm. and, like, the supporting cast doesn't matter that much to me. And there's, like... Yeah. If you're, like, a diehard fan of Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, that's fine. Mm. But for me, it's just... I'm thinking, and, like, all the best Superman stories are, like, they're not really in it that much. Mm. You know, so. yeah, I, I can I can totally see that. I mean, like from someone that um, reads a lot of characters that kind of are solitary as well. Yeah, they do they do have a support cast too, but um, 
you know, in some instances they're integral to it, but mm. um, the essence of the character, and I'm not saying that this is for Superman, but he certainly can be because he, um, because of his, his origin, basically, and, and mm. you know, his concept. I, I think, um, yeah, there's a bit of flex there that you, you, you don't really need, you don't need them. They're, they're nice to haves, but, um, yeah. Like yeah. it was for, I'm, I'm just thinking, for instance, uh, one of some one of the titles I'm reading as well that the original supporting cast is not there at all, and it's been totally replaced with new characters, and it's fine. Which title like, is this? Moon Knight. All <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. So you know, we we would have thought that fans would have been up in arms, like Rebecca and I, with like, whoa, you know, where fans saying, where's this? Where's such and such? Yeah. And but people haven't because the stories have been written well. Um. And there's a new supporting cast, but it's mainly focused on the titular character. Hmm. So I, I totally can see that with Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just the thought I've been having lately. Because I've noticed a lot of the new Superman solicitations are really all... Like, I see all over them, like, Lois, Perry, Jimmy, and all that stuff. Hmm. Over all the new Superman solicitations. And I'm just like, oh, this makes me less interested. Because they're yeah, taking yeah, up space. Yeah. <laughs> not, not that they should never be there. Like, I'm not... Mm. Like, okay, I wouldn't care if they got rid of them and killed them off, but the, I'm in the minority there. People would absolutely riot. But, um... Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just... Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I enjoy Superman I mean, stories where he's on his own. The, yeah, no, no. And, yeah, that's totally fair, and I can see what you mean by fans rioting, because those support cast members, I mean, if you look at just two of them, Lois and Jimmy, they have warranted titles of their own you know i'm sure yeah. there were weren't there there were lois titles and and i know there's jimmy Olsen there, was, there was like over 100 issues of lois lane yeah Olsen. yeah so they're they're actually you know in the tier of i guess legacy characters they're, mm. they're way up there i mean not only because they're associated with the superman but they're, they're popular enough to have their own titles so um they both yeah. got a 12 issue maxi series a couple of years Ooh. ago uh was it okay greg rucker so, um, did lois lane Oh, uh, Matt Fraction did Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, Greg Rucker's. I like him. He's good. Mm. Yeah. So you know, I mean, I can see both sides, but I mean, like, yeah, I think it's a totally fair comment to say because that's it, isn't it? I mean, you're reading the comic book for the superhero. Yeah. Um, I don't think they compliment him that much. Like it, it just shows he has friends and he has relationships. But yeah, there's a lot of good stories where he doesn't need them. Mm. So like, yeah. Superman's I think I, that, I think absolutely yeah. Sorry. I mean, he's that sort of uh, he's like kind of a I don't want to say stock character, but he's just loose enough that you can put him in any situation, and that's just when it gets more interesting for me. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, you know me, Connor, as well, loving the um, Superman in space. And yeah, there's no in ro- space. no yeah, there's no room for humans there. Exactly. Like, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it, I, I don't remember our top five lists, but I I can. I can Superman have a guess that was one of them. I'm pretty sure that was one of them. In our best top five lists, <laughs> I can have a guess that uh, his supporting cast wasn't that heavily involved in any of them. Yeah, yeah, so, exactly. Exactly. Like they're an all-star, but like they just get like little showcases. They're not. Yeah, they're integral. not the. They're not in the limelight. All-star, yeah. sure. Um. Yeah. If any, if anything, sorry, Connor. No, uh, no. Antagonists, antagonists are a lot more crucial. Yeah. Then that support cast. So, you know. I think, yeah, Subban's Rogues Gallery is quite underrated because it's mm. just because it's not on the level of Spider Man or Batman. I think it's like 
it would be just after those for me, you know, like yeah. Lex Luthor, Brainiac, Zod, Parasite. Mongol. Like they're, Mongol. Mongol. they're great villains. Um, in fact, Lex is one of the best villains, I think. The, the Galaxy Golem or whatever. Oh, Galactic Golem. Galactic Golem, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Eben. <laughs> Eben. <laughs> um, so, well, that tangent kind of over. Why don't we mm. fly to... Uh, hmm. Let, let's fly to Krypton. All right, hang on. Let me let me just stretch the back. <sighs> okay, I'm ready. Let's All do right. it. Up, 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 up and in the away. Way. So we're not going to do like a recap. I'll just say like. Mm, don't mm-hmm. listen to this episode. Go read Birthright first, then come listen because it's worth reading. Yes, I was because I've been I've been reading a bit more comics lately, and just getting some stuff on my list. And I read Birthright, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's nice to read an actual good, well crafted comic because, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, these other comics I've been reading, it's just there's so much mediocrity out there. And then you, mm. when you read like a truly good comic, it's stands out and i tell you i was telling you i've been reading flash mark wade and mm. hello again mark wade is the birthright man yes how, how does that compare like is both mark wade i guess does it feel similar oh mm. no i mean the flash is a lot it's a lot more lighter but right. um um and it's a lot a lot uh, a lot more like kind of playful um yeah. but um yeah it, it's just as enjoyable it's more like a Harks back, I think, more to like um, just classic, maybe Bronze Age, like earlier um, comics. Is that like they uh, do they have like Mirror Master and um, Captain oh, Cold and stuff? Uh, they had no, they didn't have Captain Cold, but they had this other Blizzard guy. Um, and they were, yeah, there were just like some really over the top villains, yeah, uh, that come along. And yeah, it, it was just really cool. The, the biggest thing was, um, I think the return of Barry Allen. Um, but he he was kind of evil. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. It was good. It was, he ended up being the reverse Flash or something. So mm. yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah, um, very different Mark Wade writing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's it's good. Mark Wade has range. Like you know, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I don't think he's up there with you, Grant Morrison and Alan Moore's, but like he's one of. I think he's one of the best comic writers that's worked in the field. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, it's interesting that you say stuff like, you know, up there, not up there with the Grant Morrison, Alan Moores. I definitely put it down to style. Um, yeah. And you can, like, you know, depending again what you like. And, and we know that Grant Morrison and Alan Moore, they've, uh, the way that they write as well, um, uh, I don't know, it's hard to explain. But uh, so I put Mark Wade kind of like with Peter David. Peter David's one of my favourite writers yeah. as well. And he's never going to be kind of mentioned you know, alongside Grant Morrison or mm. um, or Alan Moore, because he has kind of like a, a it's kind of a lighter touch to writing, but yeah. the stories, the ideas, um, the dialogue is very clever. It's just not as um, you know, might not be as profound or you know, thought provoking, but he does entertaining like very well, and oh, and I think yeah. Mark Wade does that as well. Um, so it, they're different genres. Like I mean. Yeah, so I, I know what you mean when you say you won't be up there with Grant Morrison and Alan Moore, but I put them in a in a different kind of style of writing. Well, they're um, both like mentally insane. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the you know I I think Mark Wade can be profound as well. He's just not yeah. like he's not on that. There's just a weird level there where they combat writing becomes like this. I don't know. It's this sort yeah. of very unique thing. But I mean, I I really don't want to talk down Mark Wade at all because he's, oh yeah, no, no, for I sure. think he's fantastic. I mean, he oh yeah, one of the best writers. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We, we have done another of his titles on the podcast, uh, Kingdom Come. Way mm, back, that's right. Yeah, of course. Jeez, uh, which is a classic. You know, I and actually, again, very different. I think very in tone, different in tone. That's a lot so, darker. Yeah. Than this. Um, and and the flash um so yeah i mean he he if anything if you look at range and diverse like diversity in writing i mean mark wade's oh, pretty good dead with that so yeah yeah uh, yeah deadpool. he's got that lighted yeah one of my like he, he only did one deadpool mini but it was did always, he do deadpool okay uh, sins of the past yeah it was okay. one of my favorites it's where deadpool wow. met uh siren and uh her father banshee banshee got right um with Black Tom and Juggernaut and stuff, so yeah. Oh, was that early on, around the Very Joe Kelly early. run? That was so. That was just before the Joe Kelly run. That was yeah. Okay, I think I've read that yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's very nineties. Uh, yeah. Big laser guns. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Superman birthrights. So, I'm not as I said. I'm not going to do a recap. I just took yeah. notes for each issue. So issue one, well, I'll do like a very broad recap. Issue one yeah, covers yeah. like Krypton's destruction and. Yeah. what Clark's doing in the present day and he's hanging out in Africa as a journalist. Mm. And that that's issue one. We get this, it introduces us to this conflict going on between these two tribes, which is supposed to evoke the sort of Rwanda yeah. uh, situation that happened a while ago. Uh, if you don't yeah. know about that, uh, look it up if you want. Horrible stuff happens. <laughs> mm. Yeah, Just, yeah, yeah. Uh, you look outside of the Western sphere and there's still really bad things going on. So oh, absolutely. We're just yeah, not yeah. as scared because they don't have nukes, you know? So Yeah, that's right. But yeah. Yep. Um I thought it was a really good first issue. Yeah, no, I I really enjoyed it as well. It's something for me, it's something a bit out of left field. I mean, you got the familiarity of um yeah. Jorel, uh, you know, and Krypton and and I think that was told really um really well i mean like uh we've seen it many times before but this version uh is is pretty cool um i know just get to spend a bit more time with the with the folks there as they um prepare clark um and you know the same touch points of um finding a looking for a a planet you know quickly because they know Mm. that krypton's about to go um, and and finding this thing with the yellow sun and he'll be he'll be okay, um, that was good. But then going into this thing with Africa, fast forwarding a bit, that was not. I remember when I first read it, nothing, not what I really expected. But yeah. it was great to see Clark in the field, um, and you start to get a sense of, well, you get a sense of him of him helping. Um, but he's obviously he's not Superman yet, um, but yeah. he's got he's got these gifts that he he uses. You get the vibe here, it's like the same kind of thing in the John Byrne Man of Steel, but it was just all off screen, so it's nice. Yeah. Like, I think, I remember hearing, I think Mark Wade wanted to establish, like, hey, remember, Superman's a global hero. Mm. You know, so yeah. it's like, I'm going to put him in Africa, because that's really far from what we're used to, but it's in his yep. range. And, like, it makes sense for him to get his journalism experience out in the field like this in extreme conditions. 
Yeah, know? and and it's um if any you know if anything I think it, it's touched upon later. Um, I can't remember, but um it's quite a piece. It's a quite a, a a um a thing that he he does by going to Africa. You know, yeah. it, it's a, it raises his kind of profile, I guess. Yeah. Um, because it, you know the dangers that are involved. Um, but yeah, I think that Mark Wade is really rounded out. You, you already get an immediate sense of, you know, the characters that he's introducing. Mm. I can't remember the is it As- Asuru, um, the the main guy's name, the I main so. kind of yeah. rebel, and so you understand that there are two main factions, and one has been kind of oppressed by the other. Yeah. Um, just through history historically. Yeah. Um, but and um, but you know this this other faction kind of um, led by this rebel kind of wants to to break that mold yeah and they're non-violent rebels too mm. uh, yeah yeah i think because this again i'm going to be making lots of comparisons with john burns man of steel which i think you've read as well a long yeah time again ago. a while ago yeah. yeah but john burns man of steel was really notable for i mean it's a good book uh, mm. but it was really notable for like changing core things in the superman mythos mm-hmm. like him being born on earth yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, so him like really identifying as a human above all else, stuff like that. Him being a very sort of lawful ca- uh, character, mm-hmm. you know, very by the book. I think Birthright really brings Superman more back to his traditional roots uh, mm-hmm. and keeps, doesn't really change, like, just the more traditional origin. He feels more Superman to me, more accurate to, like, yeah. the Superman mythos. You know, nothing's really changed here. Like, the biggest changes. Are that like Superman's a vegetarian and that it can see souls and they're not really big changes to me. So oh, the souls thing was great. I thought mm. it's good. Yeah, yeah. Because we, I mean, we know that he he operates his his sight operates beyond ours and yeah, he sees all sorts of spectrums and and I loved the um how vague it kind of was as to what he sees and and you know people might say this is the soul and. No, he doesn't know. I mean, it yeah. could be, there could be a totally scientific reason behind it. You he know, just this, knows um, it goes away when things die. Yeah. Actually, totally aside here, Connor, I was reading, don't ask me why, about uh, hammerhead sharks. And, and oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have this sense um, that they can detect this um, uh, emission from from objects, hmm. uh, even when they're hidden and stuff. It, it's this kind of thing that they, they're very complex brain compared to other sharks can do yeah. and um i remember like about the souls thing with superman it's going oh, i wonder if that's kind of similar mm. to this electro whatever it, it's something yeah. to do with magnets and something to do with um electricity electricity that the hammerheads can detect right. and uh it kind of like it kind of makes sense and if you look at um what superman sees because it, it glows with people, and he says yeah. it actually looks quite nice, and actually it, it's very sad when it just dims out. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. And I think that's, like, a bit of a way of explaining, like, why he wouldn't kill people as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, okay. And I think the artwork's really good as well. Oh, yeah, Lionel Yu. Um, it's so funny, I have to remind myself every now and again <laughs> that, Lionel Yu was doing it because I'd, I'd never really associated him with Superman. Like, yeah. I, I don't know if he's done an, another run since, um, but it's his artwork is not an artwork that I would put with Superman, but I think it actually works really well yeah. um, in the series. Yeah. And because the, there's a lot of a lot of little details he does 
Yeah. Um, like when Superman's rocket's leaving, Krypton, like a little bit of Kryptonite, uh, or a shard of Krypton goes on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's a really nice transition. The rocket sort of turns into a bullet in Africa, yeah. which I really liked. Yeah. And some other things like that. Lara's hair is like looks like an S. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, I didn't notice that. Yeah. You know, he tells he tells this very traditional Krypton, but he focuses on he's clever because he tells the same story we all know, you know, Jarell, you're yeah. crazy, the planet's not gonna explode. Mm-hmm. Um but he focuses on the hopelessness of the parents. That's that's what he mm. narrows in on and that makes it a new reading experience it's not just Mm. treading the same old ground again and they're like they're basically throwing a hail mary because earth is so far away they don't know if we'll make it there um yeah so it's just you know it's smart how we're getting he's giving us a traditional superman origin but like all these new elements yeah that, that was a good point because i i'd have to say that um i've probably been the most interested in superman's parents like in this opening as well yeah. and and that must be down to the point that yeah wade is focusing in on them and how they feel um which again is something that we do see in others but um i think i, I don't know yeah i found it more so in this uh, it was quite engaging hmm yeah, yeah. so yeah it's, it's a strong first issue yeah uh, again like re- read it for yourself because we're not going to go into every single thing mm. um but yeah i'll i'll move on to issue two mm-hmm. Uh, let me get it up. Now, this was more um, Clark's Earth parents, right? We, we get to dwell a bit more on them yes. from memory? So the yes. So get it's a bit kind of, I would say the first three quarters are sort of the resolution of the conflict in Africa. Oh, and yes, then, yes. And then him with his uh, Ma and Pa Kent, he comes back and there's a few things i mean the the situation in africa like it it ends on a bittersweet note because asura was assassinated like mm. clark saves the village but he's unable to save asura yeah uh, which just shows he can't you know actually be everywhere yeah and the, but they through that um asura's sister gets yes like a seat um in their like a uh, political system so, but yeah, yeah there, there's a running thread of like when people find out who Clark is, they're afraid when they see him mm-hmm. do stuff. And like, I think even Asura's sister was afraid at the end. Yeah, because he, this hmm. this issue, he, he starts to really show, you know, he, he can't conceal um, his powers yeah. from memory uh, anymore. So, he, you know, he starts doing fantastical things. Um, yeah. Yeah. We get the Action Comics 1 homage in this race. Oh, yes, yes, I remember uh, that. Always love when they do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and I like I like what they do with the Kents. We all know I love my killing off of the Kents, but yeah. um, I don't know. They got aged down in this. They're not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, like Aunt May old. They're just sort of yeah older. Well, definitely uh, um, Martha is looking a lot younger right yeah they look like they're in their 40s John- Maybe really? Jonathan- I, thought, I thought jonathan looked a bit older i was gonna say yeah. martha looks like 40s 50s yeah. jonathan does look older i would say yeah. 50s or yeah. 60s for him but uh, what i like about martha is that she started a sort of ufo yeah that was good. like she started Which again to, makes sense yeah, yeah. keep yeah. track of clark or something that it just became a hobby for her yeah 
And well, it, yeah. I mean, sorry, it also just opens the door because, um, again, I'm, I'm sorry because I don't know if my issues are jumping here in my memory, but it was just she mentioned something about, you know, before there was a question of are aliens real? Mm. And she has the answer to that, yeah. you know. Um, but you can totally see how that would kind of trigger like an interest, whether or not she she was into alien sightings before. The fact that, you know, her son, uh, yeah. she knows the origin of son now, it, t- it makes total sense that she'd be really into that. And with the internet and all that, she, she's got she's got a whole investigative thing mm. happening, which was really cool to see. It also makes them endearing. Not that the Kents weren't endearing before, but the Kents were very much just sort of typical good sort of the earth old people, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, now they have a bit more personality. Yes. I, I Well, it, yeah, it's kind of modern take on them because yeah. um, before, as you said, they're very kind of salt of the earth, very sensible. Which is fine because that, that's what it was back then. But Exactly. There's yeah. really not much you can do with that. Well, what else could you do? Like, you know, Martha knits or she, you know, um, or she, she works in the, the, the scout hall or something. <laughs> but now it's kind of like injecting a bit more of uh, modernity in there and because yeah. well, they're younger now you yeah. know as well yeah um but no it was, it was really good uh and um we start to get uh, from memory again towards the end of the issue um we start to get uh the makings of the suit yes so yeah. yes superman is literally wearing his blanket <laughs> his yeah. blankie as his costume yeah um, yeah. Is it? I can't remember. Is it this one, or it's probably the next issue more so, where we we really get a deep dive into, you know, how how Jonathan's thinking. I think that's next issue. Yeah, that's it? next issue. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we also yeah. get maybe it was the first issue, but the the sort of idea of why Clark doesn't like masks. Yeah, that was a great idea. I thought. Hmm. As well, I mean, you need to to show that exactly because he's he's fighting those. Um, I don't know, rebels, but the other the other side, and you know they all look mean and bad because they've got yeah. you know balaclavas and masks on. So you've got to have the people trust you, and so you have to be honest and show your face. And, mm. and that I thought that was a really great idea. Um, yeah, a reason. Yeah, because he he's not in it when he does decide to become Superman. He's not in it to inspire fear, you know. No, so, no, no, he's not like Batman, like, no. you know, uh, the symbol of a bat or something, you know, fearsome. Yeah, a no. giant scary S. Oh. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so again, um, especially for new readers, like, people new to Superman. So for me, like, I don't I don't need any of this stuff explained because, yeah. like, it just, A, it already makes sense to me, and B, like, I already know this stuff because it's been mentioned, but Mark Wade really puts all this stuff into the one series, but without making... Like, that stuff's important, but it's not the focus. The series doesn't serve to explain blah, blah. It's still... The series is still primarily about a journey for Clark. Yeah. And we just happen to organically get these explanations on the way, like why he yeah. wears glasses, you know, yeah, stuff I, like that. I think the pacing way does throughout... I mean, just speaking of these first six issues, at least, um, is really good. Um, because, yeah. uh, as you say, he doesn't get bogged down in this. This is stuff that... For, for tried and true fans they know about but it's a really kind of compact way mm. to explain stuff i guess the newer fans yeah. um but he makes it interesting enough for 
you know, the people that have followed Superman for a while uh, to really enjoy, um, put mm. little little quirks here and there. And I, we'll get to it as well again about the the duality um, uh, later on in the issue with Clark and Superman, yeah. how he does it. But like, um, you know, as you say, no mask, that that sort of thing, and and just kind of um, coming up with the with the suit as mm. well. Uh, yeah, really. Yeah, good. like to me. So this to me, this feels like it's just modernizing just the basic Superman origin story and expanding it into 12 issues like Superman yep. one, Superman 51 or whatever. Like yep. we even read it, like they would have these little explanations for all the things he does, but this just feels like modernizing. It. I don't mean modernizing in like updating the technology and stuff, uh, which he mm. does do, but it just does, feels yeah. like, you know, utilizing the now advanced comic book storytelling techniques to give Superman mm. a proper origin. Yeah, um, which he hadn't like he had John Burns Man of Steel, but again, like it's a Superman origin. It's just a very different one to the traditional yeah. one. So, and I was thinking while I was reading this, is this gonna? Because before I read this, I'm like, is this gonna be dated? Because I remember mm. if it tries so hard to be modern, does that mean it's gonna be left in the dust? Whereas like, yeah, but uh, it's sort of like it still feels like it's kind of set in the near future. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, th- I think it holds up as well. I mean, out of interest, um, do you know what year was this released, Connor? This was 2003, I think. Oh, wow. So we're talking 20 years ago. Two oh, my decades God. Ago. 20 years. <laughs> 20 years ago. I mean, that's, that's nothing I didn't think to kind of, of like shake that. at. No, yeah. This wow. is like, you know, that's a fully that's a fully grown adult, um, mm. you know, from birth, from go to woe. Um, so it, it, I think it holds up brilliantly. It, it, it doesn't it, feel. When yeah. you put it like that, it absolutely holds up, yeah, because <laughs> it's been 20 yeah. years and it still feels new, so... Yeah, it's got that modern, uh, and, and as you say, that, that modern kind of, like, mm. um, style to it, um, you know, because it's definitely not the, the um, at sometimes wordy, yeah. uh, you know, older 70s, 80s comics, it's got that modern feel to it, yeah. um, and the, the, the pace is a little bit faster, it, it chugs along really well, um, but... You know, there's there's decent amount of dialogue and um, information in there. I think comics kind of... I don't mean this in a bad way. I think they kind of plateaued yeah. in the 2000s. Yeah, okay. Like, yeah. that's... Because there's big chunks between decades, and then you're into 2000s, the comics still look and feel the same. And I mean that in a good way. Mm. Like, I don't think you can, quote-unquote... Like, I don't think comics can become more modern. I think they've kind of reached... So now it's okay. like, obviously, the quality of the art... And the quality yeah. of the writing, but I think like just the way everything's presented and the style of uh, it's all absolutely. I mean, but who knows, Connor? I mean, we can't. Like, who knows what the future holds and what, what who knows kind of style uh, and trends of writing it just, would be? Yeah, you know? looking from like the two thousands to now, and I don't yeah. just mean this comic. I, yeah. I'm noticing like it's there hasn't been any real jump. Yeah, I mean, the early 2000s still had a bit of the um, um, the overlap of, like, 90s writing. Yeah. So it starts to go away from that. I reckon, yeah, yeah, mid-2000s, mid, mid 2000, early, like, early mid-2000s, 2005, 6. Mm. Um, but, yeah, yeah. It, I think it, then, yeah. what helps is they basically ditched house style. So mm. an artist's work was unique to the artist now. Like, yeah. you had Lee Bermijo doing stories in the... 
2000s, you know, uh, yeah. Lionel New, is this artist's name, is it? Lionel, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to say Lionel or Lionel. Um, but, yeah, also as well, branching out globally, artists mm. globally. Uh, I think Lionel Yu is in America, but um, you're starting to get a lot of Spanish, uh, South American, yeah. um, Italian um, artists, and they bring mm. a lot of a different flavor. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, there was a quote in issue two I liked. You don't need racism to discriminate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. like, oh, sorry, I think it was like humans don't need racism to discriminate. And I'm like, yep, we'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely we'll find a way yeah. to isolate ourselves into groups and hate another group for oh yeah it's not arbitrary just reasons you know yeah it's not just um exclusively race yeah <laughs> uh yeah we so, can discriminate on anything yeah. yeah um issue three now is mm-hmm. uh a big focus on like they're developing the suit and stuff but it's more about park Kent kind of coming to terms with what's happening i think it's moved a bit fast for him uh there was a funny moment here I had clark h3 then clark h4 and there's like a dent in the ceiling <laughs> yeah 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 you know um but it was it was really good there was um i appreciated this as well uh you know there have been a lot of dnms with with clark and jonathan you know in <laughs> that's been a lives. favorite topic of mine in the show uh. <laughs> <laughs> but i mean I, I like the fact you know it was brought about as simply as jonathan wanting help with a tractor Hmm. And um, at first, I thought I, I thought that he was faking it, but then um, you find out that he just fixed it himself because he couldn't wait for Clark. Yeah, he, he, you know, he was just doing, and that you know that's quite telling as well. Um, something that uh, it's kind of like it's not like Jonathan needs his help, but it's more that he he wants that kind of um, connection. He wants things with, to be just like they were. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. Yeah. But he, he, yeah, exactly, and which is like a more, I guess, intimate connection. I, I think he feels more distanced by the fact that Clark is now is now branching out, and and you yeah. can look at that as any kind of, um, you know, metaphor for for parents and, and their child growing up. Yeah, some um, some parents can't wait for their kids to get out of the house. Some, yeah, you know, some a bit longer. <laughs> yeah, so and this it, is a know, extreme example. Um, exactly. And noble as well. Like Clark's doing, you know, he he, they they know that they've raised him right, which is yeah. good. Yeah, he's a not he's a good fella, but it still does, doesn't make it hurt any less that yeah. he he's starting to be a bit more independent. So, whereas Martha um, is is there supporting him, um, you know, with um, figuring out his his identities and and um, helping with the costume and all that. Jonathan yeah. kind of takes the other route. And no, kind of he's goes, not helpful at all. <laughs> no, yeah, no, but he's kind of like, he's a bit more kind of introverted and, uh, yeah, he doesn't express his what he's feeling like he also, yeah, initially. He calls it dress up. Uh, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's also another aspect of that they're not his biological parents and he's kind of embracing his biological parentage yeah. now as well. Mm, yeah. Um, so you know the adoption angle and uh he there's one point he doesn't like he doesn't know is he just going to get rid of the name kent you know mm. he's yep um but like it's a, it's a really good issue and park kent like again like park kent's still a good guy like he doesn't have yeah. to he doesn't have yeah. to constantly be a saintly figure with a halo on his head he can yeah. have moments and character things like well, it, 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 yeah it just shows he's human like you yeah. know he 
he he's not he, as you say he's not perfect and he is just like any other person he'll he'll feel like he'll feel hurt by it and yeah. it's, it's it's this essence of um the fear of losing like you know fear of losing um clark and 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 i think it's brilliant as you say like just dropping that name i mean can you imagine that it's mm. like you're, you're giving up our identity but at the same time it's like i understand your your natural heritage but you yeah. know you're my son like, you know? he's also yeah he's flat out yeah. a bit of a jerk as well <laughs> <laughs> like he's not being fair uh, for the first part of this issue but he does come around um yeah I, that's because he doesn't communicate that's because he's you know yeah. he just kind of gr- grumbles and grizzles you know, you know man of his yeah. generation he was in the war yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah i mean it shows him he was in the war and they have a good moment at the end where clark's like you know we're just the same you went out to yep. war when you're 18 you left to find who you were um you know i thought that was nice because there's a whole through line where uh, jonathan's dad wasn't particularly great to him yeah that's right i mean i, I loved uh, that mm. little peak um behind looks australian his dad <laughs> <laughs> he's got like a hat and like a good surprise kind then. of smile you know <laughs> yeah. How you going, but I'd, i've never known that before was that it was that raised in any other runs connor about jonathan's dad i don't think so yeah, not, not, as, that, that not was... as far as i'm aware yeah that's a really interesting aspect because it start you start to form like mark wade is actually starting to form a bit more around jonathan kent rather than just this upstanding yeah. dad who just t- gives all the great advice he he's got baggage i also want to clarify i didn't dislike Kent before this i yeah. just i don't like how writers use him as like a get out of jail card for clark when he's having a moral quandary you know ah uh, yeah yeah um, yeah, that, yeah that was the problem i had really yeah uh but yeah um also uh clark listening to heartbeats like daredevil yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but that's been done right yeah yeah i just like yeah yeah uh, someone tells Clark, like Clark hears something, and I can't remember who says it. But I think Mark Hunt says a field mouse stub its toe again. You know, oh, yeah, that yeah, was funny. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, because you could picture uh, the, him helping like yeah. a mouse, you know, when they just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love it. Later on, we'll see it in the later issues. But I just want to, before I forget the point, mm. when he's flying a Superman, and you get all the um, the text of all the stuff he's hearing. Mm. as he flies through but it's like different size different fonts and all that uh, yeah i don't think that was a really good effect just how overwhelming it could be yeah uh, yeah anyway and uh there's a pose there's a superman one pose uh like the the comic when he's carrying jonathan back down to the ah, field right. yeah 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 and actually i did really like that scene where the barn falls on him and he flies him up yes and jonathan's kind of like why wouldn't i want to fly yeah, that was a that was a great because, again, you get insight into Jonathan and like, yeah, I don't know. I just found that very kind of like endearing to the character because yeah. with a lot of like male characters, um, you, uh, you know, there are little thought processes that you're not really privy to, and mm. that that seems like it's just a very kind of genuine, innocent, kind of like. Um, uh want you know yeah like he, he'd love to fly like you know there's something just so kind of innocent about that thought um and again it just it just shows us how human like yeah. jonathan is like he's not infallible and he's always taken lois lane for flights 
take your yeah. dad for a flighty ride. Yeah. Or, you know, you know these are sort of things that your parents said they'd never tell you or ask you, <laughs> but they would love to do it. And, like, you yeah. know, if anything to make your parents feel nice. Yeah. Be, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this issue, we obviously we get the full explanation that Clark kept the skies, which I never needed. For me, like... You put on a pair of glasses, you act differently, change your hair a bit, people aren't going to notice. Especially if they don't see you up close all the time. You know, yeah. uh, Charlie Chaplin did it. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it does provide a pretty thorough explanation, being like, all right, you really don't buy it, this is how it works. Yeah, yeah, it is very it is very thorough. And, and I appreciated that they went through it. I mean, again, it seems like familiar ground that we, we've gone through. Like yeah. well, you and I talked about like even the Christopher Reeve performance and yes. what he does. And this is pretty much like a, a summary, but it, it just seems like a little bit more yeah. um, because um, it, it is it remember it's like even changing the, the, the pitch of your voice. Um, and yeah. we know later on, he's a little bit more quiet. Uh, I remember Perry White and Lois going, what was that? Speak up. His <laughs> like, eyes no. too. He's got like yeah, these. Oh, his eyes. The, I thought the glass was, was great. Mm. Like about this the alien yeah. shade of blue, like they're not yeah. quite human. Yep, but put it behind some glasses, um, whether it's like slightly tinted or the refraction and stuff like that, and yeah. and it just kind of dulls it. And I thought that was a really nice touch. So again, Wade, just adding a few extra details to make it mm. pretty. Like you, you kind of read it, going, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, no, yeah. it's good. Um, yeah. And you know, I oh the... sorry, sorry, as well, kind of just got to say. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, and again, we've probably seen it before, but with the clothing, I like it how at the beginning it's like, no, 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 don't wear the shirt because you're showing off your bloody yeah. <laughs> you know, like, Women are going to notice. <laughs> you're going to notice. Yeah, women are going to notice. Like, you know, you're going to yeah. be noticed. Uh, so, yeah, so I like those Yeah, those things. Yeah, I'm always a fan of, like, as we'll see in this issue, Clark Kent being very clumsy yeah. and unsure as opposed to the more assured, like, George Reeves, Dean Cain, were very, like, uh, yeah, self-assured yeah. Clark Kent. The John Byrne Clark Kent was self-assured. And I'm like, it's just... I think you want, I think you want like, the bumbling Clark Kent. Yeah. It adds, it adds comedic relief. It gives you sympathy for him because he yeah. has to play the fool. Yep. You know? I, I, um, I love the um the Grant Morrison, the all-star one, because he, yeah. he, was, he was drawn by quietly so big, mm. like, so oafish. And then, like... Well, know. he made him look kind of chubby as well by mm, tilting his yeah. head down yeah uh, like i think in terms of artwork that's one of like the best representations of like the superman and clark difference yeah um yeah so issue four we finally get to metropolis we get a gorgeous shot of metropolis as well this isn't just mm. new york city this is actual metropolis futuristic buildings yeah. um you know the big lex corp tower yes and but you, you see this like almost heavenly view, and then you get to the ground level, and there's like gas masks for sale. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that was a really good contrast, just to show, oh, this is what Metropolis is really going through. Um, yeah. You know, they're constantly afraid of like nuclear war or whatever. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. You know. Yeah. And again, kind of relevant today, unfortunately, <laughs> this sort of impending sense of doom. Um, yeah. But, like, yeah, just selling gas masks on the street is, like, that's like selling out of Watchmen, you know? <laughs> so That's pretty bleak. I mean, yeah, if you have to resort to that, then something's going wrong in society right there. <laughs> the city looks great, but it's not in a good spot. Mm. Um, you know, so... Uh, but this is 
Quark's debut to the Daily Planet, we meet the supporting cast. Jimmy Olsen's yes. getting a bin unleashed on his head. Uh, oh, yeah, and so and this guy, um, God, what's his name? Um, he's, he's, the, he's not the editor, uh, he's a boss. Galloway, the publisher. Galloway. Yeah. Yeah. Is he, do you know him from anywhere else, Connor? Or? I don't. As far as okay. I'm aware, he's new. Um, okay. But he could be from something else, but you know what? I'll get out my. Because that was interesting because I, I was thrown by that as well. Because, you know, you, you tend to think always like Perry White is the, the familiar the guy. faces. Yeah. Yeah, but he's only like the editor in chief, right? Or something like that. Um, Galloway is the actual owner of the daily planet or, or he's the, the big boss the th- ceo it says he's the publisher because he doesn't a publisher yeah well yeah that's i don't I, know, I don't is, know. He... is that the is that the top dog i think I so know. but he doesn't have like complete power because he hasn't fired lois lane yet but that might just be yeah. because she's good but he so... just disappears like at least in these first six issues i don't see him yeah i've it was I it was a curious strange interrupt. yeah if he comes back yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. Because it was a strange introduction to to introduce us to characters that we know, Lois and Jimmy, and then you see Perry White later on. It's like, oh, who's this guy? Um, but I guess maybe you don't want Perry White to be ragging on Jimmy like that. Yeah. Like, he's not abusive like that. No, he's not. You need someone yeah. else to do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could even get um, um, Steve Lombard. You know, oh, but yeah. he's a bit yeah. more comical than evil, but he is a bully. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I can't can't find Galloway in my encyclopedia. Maybe they wow. missed him. Maybe that was yeah. Maybe yeah. Because they do that miss was... people occasionally. I think it was just issue four. I can't remember him in issue five or six. So maybe that was it. One and done. Mm. Yeah. Doesn't warrant a mention in the annals. Quentin Galloway. I'm curious now. Yeah. Definitely a colourful looking character. He's got so, a big mo. Long hair from memory or something. He's flowing hair. He has three appearances. Oh. Ah, uh, yep. He is in a future issue of Birthright and oh, okay. Action Comics 858. So he has two okay. more appearances after this. So I'm guessing we'll get some sort of resolution. But uh, some sort of demise. <laughs> Clark's so impressed. In fact, he crushes the stapler. Yeah. <laughs> he's watching this. And yeah. then Lois Lane intervenes and uh, tells her not to bully him. And uh, Clark's kind of, as we gathered from the past few, he's kind of admired Lois as a journalist. Yeah. Because uh, he's mentioned her previously. I was writing now. He's seeing her in person. He's a bit smitten because she's standing up for Jimmy. And, um, you know, I like that they provide, like, a reason for him to fall for her instead of yeah oh it's lois lane so clark kent has to be in love with her <laughs> yeah you know what i yeah, mean yeah. um yeah like in superman the movie where i never un- quite understood the attraction there <laughs> <laughs> you know? when i was young actually i did find my i don't know but i was young back then so i don't no, find it i did yeah oh, i don't mean anything about her physical appearance i just mean that ah. she's kind of mean uh, to clark, like. i mean oh yeah 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 well i mean again when i was younger you don't you don't pick up on how kind of like no not bullish she is but like yeah she she's does not seem that fun. she's not that bad but they just never really set up like why is superman crazy in love with her you know mm. um but anyway uh, but yeah yeah i mean here though she she does really well like she she goes out on a limb to you know st- stick it to galloway 
apparently she has a restraining order on Jimmy, which is weird. Oh, yeah, that's um, right as well. Is that because feet. he is in, interested in her? I think it's because... I think it's because he would, like... I didn't get a romantic vibe. The vibe I got was, like, he likes her sticking up for him and stuff, and he would have followed her, and she would have gotten annoyed because she would have been trying to do work or something. Ah, uh, okay, so, yeah, yeah, more like... The impression that I got, because she's... Yeah, yeah. The restraining order seems to be, like, a thing of convenience for her. She doesn't seem, like, threatened by him or anything. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, that kind of seems... Yeah, it's, it's a weird... It's, it's weird, but a yeah. little odd aside. Um, yeah. You know. But... Yeah, everyone's... Mm. We get a lot of people to Clark going, like, Oh, you wrote that article. Oh, you're, yeah. like, weird. <laughs> well, <laughs> you again, see? yeah, so... The, I mean, the, the thing pays off from issue one. Mm. Like, um, so he's got a reputation... Yeah. Um, which is good. And I like Perry's interviewing him and, you know, he has to show some backbone because uh, yep. he's, like, being really timid. So he stands up and shows backbone. And then they just have them looking at each other. Then <laughs> Quark just tips over the pencils and goes, oh, no, and, you know, falls yeah, over. Yeah, <laughs> that was a nice little... It was kind of like him going, oh... Uh, um, so what did you take from it? It was kind of like him just going, oh, I've got to show my bumbling side again i've, I've he, got to get yeah garner some sort of or, or reduce my level of um i don't know it was basically him saying like i need to act like my clark can disguise and he sort yeah of like, yeah yeah you can see a sort of inward sigh there as he knows he has to because he doesn't yes. want to do it he knows yeah, he's gonna make him he's, bad that's right because his competitive like nature was was coming out and it's yeah. like okay no I've, if i'm to play this role i've got to i've got to do it you know so yeah yeah he stumbles on the on the pencils and um those is this a sorry is this the issue as well where lois um scrutinizes his look as well she kind of there's a, a few panels of them in profile and she kind of like hang on let me have a look and she kind of looks at him and then he goes um he whispers to himself oh mark Kent, oh thank you yeah thank you for <laughs> i think that's after because i think i got that's after. okay he'd have to be superman first oh yeah of course of course of course yes but yeah there are also the books he has, uh, I was told, uh, at, at, towards the start of this, the books he has with him in the cab are books on improvisa improvisational acting techniques. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what he's been studying. Yeah, so right. He's been doing yeah. his reading. Yes. Um, yeah. And so, you know, again, it's a, we get the debut of Superman here because all these drones start attacking people. Yeah. Yeah. And of course... So, I mean... Yeah. yeah sorry. Oh, no, I just like how each of these issues, again, talking about the pacing, it's rolling on. They're all kind of really self-contained scenarios. So issue four is definitely like your intro into Metropolis. It's very mm -hmm. urban. It, it's more um, uh, work-based, work-placed. Um, the issue before that was, was you know, very much the, the parental kind of relationship. Yeah. Um, and the issue before that was kind of a bleed-over from, from his uh, Africa mm journey and then his parents but you, you get an intro to, to clark so wade is really kind of um uh seamlessly i think just gone from one scenario to the other really well it's um, it's one big story but it flows really organically that doesn't feel like there's yeah. any stoppage uh yeah, at any point exactly and but yeah. there's obviously different chapters of the you know uh like the transitions to metropolis and stuff but they're not mm. yeah it's God, I love how uh, Superman's drawn in his costume, that debut shot. Yeah. is really nice. And of course yeah. he has to save Lois and Jimmy, 
because <laughs> they decide to follow drones and helicopters. Ha ha, smart move. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. Lionel, you surprised me. Um, mm. You know, just, again, with his, his art and his rendition because um, he's got, a, like, a, a rougher style. Like yeah. It's a rougher, almost like, I don't want to say sketchier, but... Um, like line work is yeah, is no, a little bit rougher. Yeah, yeah but it, it. I mean, but when Superman's there, like his, like his torso and stuff is a lot cleaner. Um, yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, and uh, yeah, he's drawn very differently from Clark Kent mm. as well. And yeah, it's just it's a real. I really enjoyed like okay, because we've had three issues and now we have Superman in action, which always feels good. Yeah, and uh, it's really nicely drawn. It's cool. Like it, the artwork's very dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of action and stuff, and we get a first appearance of Lex as well, looking like a egg-headed curmudgeon. Um, <laughs> it's Lex and Windows, man. He, he, he I love the window. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, pondering. Um, yeah, we get a fleeting look of Lex, and um, yeah, things to come. Yeah. Um, At this point, Lex has been established as they knew him in Smallville. We just don't really. Yeah, know. yeah. That's right, which is cool, because um, we we definitely get into that in in birthright, which yeah, um, yeah. totally different. Um, but yeah, no, good good action stuff. We get to issue five, and everyone's kind of reacting to Superman They're like it's flying in a red cape, and boy, I love that opening shot of him. Yeah, yeah, and like the capes just drawn really nice. Yeah, um, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm just trying to remember this. So five and five and six were they were very much um, uh, oh yeah, Lex centric. Um, mm. Well, five is where we get him hearing all the things as he's flying to the Lex Tower. That's right, and uh, again, like a little bit of detail. He kind of triangulated or something. He 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 saw or something, or he heard like the wavelengths. Yeah, that the. The um, he oh, saw I, I can't remember. Yeah, and so you see like this kind of matrix mm. of like light shooting across, and him kind of zeroing in on Lex. Uh, their exchange was really cool. I mean, he was quite Superman was he was a little. He's, I was about to say a little strict. He's a, a little bit. He's you know, not impressed. He's quite intimidating. Uh, like, yeah, he says Lex. two people died. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, and but he. He was tough. Like he was, you know, he, to me, he came across as tough to Lex. Um, the most kind of, I don't want to say aggressive, but the most kind mm. of hard that we've seen him. If this was, if this was Golden Age Superman, Lex would be through a window at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, uh, I mean, he says like, "Is this what you've come to?" I think he's really like disappointed and angry because he mm. used to know this guy and like he's become a murderer. Yeah. Yeah. You know and. They've gone completely opposite paths. Well, Lex doesn't recognise him, right? Uh, well, he doesn't recognise Superman as any. He doesn't. No. Yeah, no. He doesn't recognise him. It's not like he's going, "Oh, Clark, is that you?" Yeah. So Superman knows him, but Lex is, you know. Well, Lex standing in the big Lex Corp thing and having his face all over the yeah. papers. I love. I love that Lex's. Um, uh, Lex's dialogue about like where did you get your anti gravity tech yeah. from? Was it from Star Labs? And you know what's with your suit? Like he, technology. Uh, that's yeah. a reference to Blue Beetle. 
Yeah, yeah right. So he doesn't obviously. He, last thing he's thinking of is this: this guy's from outer space and he's, yeah. he's alien. It's all tech for, for Lex, and he's saying something. He says something along the lines of, um, "I'm going to bloody sue you or something, or, or get the tech from you before you even know it." <laughs> so, How good does Lex look in that panel? Though? Yeah, you know, Lex is very good. And, yeah, very yeah, menacing good. and evil. Yeah, not and just comedic. so self, <laughs> not comedic, and, and so self-assured. Like, mm. yeah, and that's that's the Lex that you want. Yeah. And, you know, this Lex is a real bastard, which is what mm. you want, too. And as we'll see, Lex has a sympathetic... Like, he has some sympathetic things in his childhood, mm-hmm. but yeah. none of it, like, justifies what he's turned into, you know? Yeah, he's really twisted. He really got twisted, like, like along the line somewhere. A part of the next issue where he's basically laughing at the image of Superman being dissected. <laughs> like, Yeah, twisted. that was quite gruesome, actually, because mm. you do get to see, like, the... Like the brain the intestines. and intestines, yeah, and he's enjoying the fact like that. So, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the start of Lex's enmity is a Superman kind of figuring things out, and b Superman snubbing him publicly yeah. as well. So, yeah, this this issue sort of deals with. Uh, it's a bit harder to because these two issues kind of bleed into each other. They do, yeah, they do, yeah. But oh, and I have to mention that wink as well that he gives back to the lady <laughs> um, after he saves her. Yes. Uh, I thought that was funny. And... Oh, yeah, where did, where did she... Like, where was she from again? Like, she, she was on the rooftop, right? Oh, that was just someone he just, saved, I think. Just someone he saved. Okay, yeah, because yeah. it, 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 it kind of veered from Lois and Jimmy, I think, from memory, and then yeah. he saved her. Um, so Daily Planet yeah. has a website now, so they're not solely a newspaper mm-hmm. because... Uh, yeah. Newspapers are well and truly not the only source of news at this point. Yes. Um, and yeah. uh, there's even, like, uh, I think it is a uh, birthright, like, Clark's taking issue with having to publish stuff that's essentially clickbait. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which yeah, I thought, yeah. uh, it's timely as usual. Uh, journalism's always kind of the same, I guess, the sensationalist sort of tabloid yeah. stuff. Yeah, true, true, and and um, we get the establishment as well that Lex is um, more or less the 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 smartest man on the planet. Um, yeah. And he there's a little exchange about him trademarking something, something like a cure for cancer or something. He's <laughs> I can't yeah. remember what it was, but he said, "Oh, we're, we're going to trademark it. We're not going to, you know, yeah, outright thing it." So it's like because um, people need to know your name, even though everyone's heard of you. <laughs> yeah, so he's very shrewd. Um, so like those little things that Mark Wade kind of instills mm. into the the character of Lex, uh, really makes him rounds him out. He's yeah. I mean, I guess goes that saying so far. Mark Wade writes a really good Superman, but he also is writing a really good Lex. Yeah, as well, absolutely. Which are like really the two main characters of this book, or you know, yeah. Um, and yeah, issue five, where we get that side profile where Lois is like, "Hey, are you? Do you look familiar?" And Clark yeah. publishes the expose on Lex, and we find Lex has a bit of kryptonite, maybe. Yeah, which is really cool. It, it focuses on the S, like, well, you know, the mm. symbol of hope. Um, and I like that kind of because I like that little design of that shard of kryptonite. Yes. Uh, really cool. I... Again, is that from somewhere else? Because I think that might be ex- exclusively birthright. But it was a nice little, like the the texture, um, the engraving on the oh, kryptonite. I believe that was just birthright. Birthright yeah. has like a, like its krypton designs are a bit unique. They're not 
Mm. They're not like super distinct like other Krypton designs, but they're just like a bit of a hodgepodge of you know they're very yeah. colorful and also a little bit medieval on some parts. And there's, yeah, right. There's cool parts we haven't really mentioned where like you look at their history and stuff. Like Clark has this tablet that he shows Ma. Yeah. About that has all Krypton's history. He can't understand it, but like That's you can right. see the images. And... Oh, the tablet is great. Yeah, there yeah. was a whole explanation with Jor-El as well about mm. you know putting that in with him. Um, so he doesn't forget his heritage. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, really good. And there's a big thing with the S symbol sort of being aware of this stuff, which is why he sort of he's wearing, like he adopts his costume after how Kryptonians would wear things. So he yeah, it's like representing himself as Kryptonian. Um, yeah. But yeah, and we get issue six is where we get the school shooters, or well, they haven't shot anyone; they've taken everyone hostage. And he, which is unfortunately still relevant today. Um, uh, he's taking care of them, and he yeah. goes to the gun dealer. Who now you look at the gun dealer? He has a Stormfront shirt. There's a Southern Confederate flag, guns everywhere, oh, yeah. and you think, what an over the top stereotype. And nowadays, yeah. you see that on the news every day. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, yeah, exactly. it, unfortunately, it's quite true to life. Unfortunately, yep, no? <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, they've hit it on the, the nail on the head there. So, um, and what I love what Superman does here. We get this is straight from the golden age by the way he did this um yeah. he fires the gun at him and then catches the bullet oh i love that as well yeah 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 um because it's something that again you won't expect you, you never see superman firing a gun, fire a yeah. gun um but of course he's, he's fast enough to to stop it just to to teach a lesson um but yeah no really good touch there it's a nice golden age throwback and it's also a really good piece of writing because he's like this happened to a nine-year-old girl. She'll never forget yeah. it. Yeah. Now you'll never now forget you, it. Now you'll never forget it. Yeah. Um, exactly. And again, like, the emphasis is on uh, what I like what Mark Waite does here. Like, the the uh, kids who are holding up the school are getting psychiatric treatment, you know, whereas this guy's he's clearly, like, I think the real criminal here. Yeah. Not that the other two aren't criminals, but, like, the fact that they need psychiatric care. This guy's just a scumbag who needs to be locked up. Yeah. You know, so I like yeah. that sort of little touch. Um, but yeah, yeah, and we get, again, we get like web web pages instead of physical newspapers. Yeah, to nice show touch. Us, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that's no, good, yeah. And I love there's a sequence where Lois is just giving Perry suggestions and he's going absolutely mental. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he's just like, please there, shut there's up. There's like a... <laughs> Yeah, his 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 chair is like there's a, a chunk taken out of it as well, um, and he's kind of gritting his teeth and and yeah. um, the Looks pencils like and everything. A heart yeah. attack waiting to happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love that. Yeah, you see the list. Um, yeah, and that's kind of a very almost a cinematic thing, as well. Mm. Like you see what he's been working on, and there's little little tidbits in there. Um, yeah, so I read all of them. Like yeah, you, keep yeah. her, fire her, and like what are the. Yeah. There's uh, one that is on both both columns. Like yeah, won't take um, no for an answer. Yeah, then, yeah, yeah. No good place to hide her body. Argument for yeah, Kira, yeah. That answer. was a strange one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just we haven't really pointed out yet, but there's so many nice paneling work in this mm-hmm. series. There's some yep. creative uses of panels, which I always like to see. Yeah. Because I don't like when comics just try and straight up be like movies. Oh know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, absolutely take advantage of your medium the medium yeah, yeah. exactly yeah um <laughs> so that was funny and we get 
Yeah, this is where, because Lex has been trying to interview or get Clark Cannon because Clark wrote the expose on him and yeah. Clark's been dodging him. And Perry mentions, like, this is, like, an appointment with Lex is harder to get than paintball in the White House and you've been turning it down, which yeah, I thought was right. pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he goes with Lois and they sort of, uh, this is, like, the bulk of the issue, I guess. And yeah. Lex reveals... Again, Lex is drawn really well, and he sort of reveals like, mm. all my technology. Like I'm fascinated with um, astrobiology. All my technology comes from space. Like the oh, I love this explanation. Yeah, yeah. There's some really nice exactly. art too. He sort of takes you yeah. to these different planets in his office with his little danger yeah. room thing, um, like the ice worms on Neptune, the yeah. uh, like the little mosquito things on yeah, the organisms Mercury. That, yeah. And, yep. like, their wings is, like, inspiration for his technology. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a really cool planet with a bunch of creatures, and Lois is like, how is this a front-page story? I'm like, how is this not a front-page story, Lois? Yeah. All these different, you know? <laughs> I know. Far out. This is, yeah. We're not at the point where Darkseid's invading the Earth on Tuesday. Like, that's not a thing yet, so... <laughs> but, yeah. Um, and then this is where Lex, like, Superman's an alien, because that's... You know, yeah. A, because Lex is that smart, but B, because Lex clearly has evidence in the form of that uh, shot. Of yes. Yeah. But again, it just shows that if anyone um, can solve it, it's Lex. And, yeah. and he, yeah, I, I love that little kind of, um, I don't know, montage or whatever of, yeah. of uh, those different planets. Because if you think about it as well, it's a bit, it's quite striking because, so hang on, it's talking about like life forms on all these different planets, but we're in... A universe where mm. you know it, it's bread and butter that there are aliens so why not um explain organisms on planets that we know um, yeah it's pretty cool yeah yeah definitely and it's cool getting a little showcase of superman crushing diamonds and stuff yeah. like that and but he's even pinned it down to this guy comes from a planet that orbit a mega red star <laughs> yeah you know but is, like, is that so he got is that was that wrong because isn't, so. isn't the red star isn't that what weakens him or oh is that no so superman that... comes from the red star which is why yeah, he's this, so that's powerful ah oh, okay okay here and um oh, sorry i've never really kind of studied that yeah because I know, I know like the yellow sun like ignites it like you know mm. um augments him and like red suns weaken him is that right but he's well, like, they they weaken him to the extent that he's just a dude. A dude, yeah, because, yeah. like, that's his natural uh, yeah. environment. So, I get you. So, yeah, I think... Yeah, and no, I, I think I... Um, I think I answered it in my head when I was when I was talking it through. So, yeah, that makes sense then. So... Because everyone on Krypton, right, they're not all flying around. They're, like, normal. No. Originally, so they, they were, I think. Like, at the they were, very, okay. very start, they were just a bunch of supermen. But, no, they're just... It's not big, big because it's of the red sun. Right? Yeah, they're just like us. Yeah, but um, once they get out of the red sun, then that's where we'll all get the yellow. Yeah. yeah, yellow sun, then that's when they get. Okay, in yeah. a few ways, like Superman's like gets proportional strength, like an ant, you know, right. from the yellow sun. It's like lower gravity, or it's the yeah, cells, yeah. or it's. Oh, there's a bunch of neat explanations. There's a there's a documentary on YouTube called The Science of Superman. It came out with okay. Superman Returns, and they do a scientific explanation for all of his powers. Yeah, uh, which is really good. Like, yeah, right. You know, um, but uh, yeah, there's a thing where Clark mentions, you know, does it matter if Superman's an alien? And Lois is like, I don't know. 
Mm. And they're, obviously, they're talking about like how the public would perceive him and stuff. Um, mm. It's great. It's great. Um, kind of uh, introduction into what what Lex can use this for, and, and mm. you know the, the the quandary that that Superman now faces. Yeah, you know, if it, this is this is exposed. Yeah. Yeah, and this is where he's told I mean, we get a little Lex flashback, but this is where he's told to write up a story. Like Superman's like, this is conjecture. Mm. But Perry goes, you know, it's from Lex. He's the smartest guy alive. Yeah, Down. yeah. Um, but it's a very you know this title, not one of us. Although the title now would be Superman is alien, possibly to uh, conquer us. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, that's where the news stands, and we end with Superman saving a train. Uh, the engineers had a stroke. Man, he... trains and comics, man. Engineers yeah. are having strokes, heart attacks, all over the place. I don't know what, what's going on. They've got to have a better job. diet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, but Clark's asking for help, and yep. they're all filming on their and phones. All... Uh, yeah. No. And they're, they're all a bit wary of him. Yeah, they're, like, sort of scared of him yeah. and not helping, and that's where we had to be continued. And I was like, oh. Can't wait to read the next one. <laughs> yeah, so. no, very very solid first six issues. Yes. Um, yeah, it just it holds up. I mean, like yeah. uh, similar to you, I was I was like I read it a while ago. I was like, okay, I wonder how it reads now. It I mean, up, it wasn't yeah. that long ago. Like I only read it a few years ago. Mm. But um, no, it, it's it's a very engaging read um, and yeah. paced quite well, as I mentioned. It's um really good. Yeah, like I'm for, for me like. The perfect Superman origin for me is like the opening of All Star, just a few lines. Because mm-hmm. Superman's origin is so well known, it's got this sort of yeah. mythic quality of, mm. you know, Last Survivor, Rays, all that stuff. Uh, but, um, you know, if you were to do like a big series of it, I think this is uh, almost as good as it gets. Like, this yeah. is, again, it keeps the traditional origin, it doesn't really change anything. Like, the, I guess the only change would be the Kents are alive, but that was, that's more of like a, yeah, the Kent's being alive is not as important as Krypton blows up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think this is way better than... Uh, well, I don't have to mention Secret Origin, but I would definitely take this over John Byrne's Man of Steel so far, mm. anyway. As much as I like John Byrne's Man of Steel, like, it just... Yeah. It's not my favourite version of Superman. Like, he's... You know, I don't think it's, like, a good traditional yeah. version of the character. This is so... Yeah. And, you know, I love the Grant Morrison action comics run, and that's, like, my favourite origin, but it's not an origin story, so... No, that's right. No, no, it's just part of yeah, the bigger thing. Yeah, it's just Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I'm impressed so far. Um, again, it's held up, and that's saying something because, you know, I've read... We've both read a lot of good comics, and mm. it's good that this still holds up, so... Yeah, I've got to say, like, when Wade is on his game, he, he's on his game. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are some Wade comics I've read which are pretty, like, middle of the road or right. not that interesting. But when, I don't know, he must be interested in, in the subject matter or he must really be invested in the story he wants to tell. But when he yeah. when he really wants to tell a good story, like, you know, he's he's really up there, I think. I think he's, you know, he's he's got everything that you'd want. Uh, from a comic book, you tick the boxes there. So, well, he's, and he, yeah. Sorry. No, you go. I was just saying, and he is ably supported as well by um, Lionel Yu. Um, really, really good, different Superman um, artwork. But um, yeah, I think it still yeah. really works well. Yeah, no, I think the artwork's fantastic. I like, yeah. you know, unique artwork that's still 
it, it doesn't I don't know just unique artwork that's good mm, uh, yeah so you know like uh, some new John Romita Jr. stuff yeah <laughs> I mean you got to remember it's not that good yeah I mean you have to remember as well that um, you know good writers will, will give uh, a lot of space for, for artists to do their thing so yeah. you see a lot of the the visual um creations mm-hmm. of like krypton and designs of you know that's all Lionel you um I, I i doubt mark wade would be that detailed as you know i want this this and this yeah. to look like this you leave it to you and and um i, th- I think his his designs are, are pretty cool and the the covers are really good as well mm. which we, yeah. we didn't mention the covers. if you have the trade uh the covers aren't until the end of the book Mm-hmm. So it's just, it really reads like a continuous story. But um, yeah, uh, speaking of, you can get this in a trade. I have the paperback myself. Mm-hmm. You can get it on uh, Kindle. Uh, I'm sure it's on DC Universe as well. Yes. Yep. And uh, they also released a deluxe edition for this recently that you can get. Yeah, nice. Uh, which is a bit too expensive for my taste. Plus, I got burned on the last deluxe edition I got. So. Oh, what was that? Uh, Multiversity. Just okay. completely cut off down the middle. Uh, oh, the is that the I'm one like, that you showed me? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm like, you know, yeah. I'm paying extra for the deluxe, yeah. and so I'm like, I'm a bit more weary now. Yeah, you're like, paying more and you're getting less, really. Because Birthright has a lot of double-page spreads, and I'm like, are they mm. going to be cut off? So I'm happy yeah. with my paperback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm very keen to uh, finish this, and that will obviously be our next episode. So Yeah. It should be good. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, um, until next time, uh, may your uh, soul vision. <laughs> oh, love it. Take you places. Because I forgot how I ended these. So. <laughs> yeah. See you next yes. time. Catch you later. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least, Thank you everyone for listening.